Welcome to the Hit the Court Podcast Breaking Point Series. My name is Josh Chan, a former national tennis player, uh, played at Harvard, played for the Harvard men's tennis team, and currently coach uh, junior players as well. And today I wanted to talk about one of the reasons why I had a mental breakdown a couple of weeks ago. And it's a very, it's a very simple and yet infuriating thing. Uh, it's when parents and students believe that they, in order for them to get better, they have to play against better kids. And this doesn't make any sense to me. And I've explained this over and over and over and over again to numerous parents, to numerous students. And what constantly gets in the way is someone's ego. Usually it's the ego that can't handle and can't accept the fact. And and I'm going to break it down. So first we're going to start with number one. When a parent comes to us and says, hey, how come our child isn't playing in a higher group? This is the, I got to say, it's maybe top two most common questions that parents will ask after a clinic. And it is infuriating to have to explain this because when the child is placed into a certain group, they're placed there for their own good. They're placed there based off of their level. And then the parents, we try to explain that. The parents say, well, In order for my kid to get better, they've got to play with higher level players. And that's just not true. Practice is for development. Tournaments is for testing your mettle. If you're coming to a practice session, you are looking to develop your skills. And you can only develop your skills in the right environment. Now, if your skill level isn't quite there yet, and you try to develop yourself work on your forehand, work on your slice, work on your serves, work on your returns against a level that is just not where you're just not there yet. Well, that's not going to help you develop your confidence. Confidence is something that's achieved after you've gone through something difficult. You don't show up confident. And this is another thing that drives me crazy. The parents expect kids to just show up confident to the tournament. They say, oh, don't worry so much. You're always stressing so much. Don't be, don't be so negative. Well, I'm sorry, but as adults, right, just because we're better at managing and hiding that we're not confident doesn't mean that our kids and these players should be able to do that as well. We've had years of practice of, have not, of being able to hide our insecurities, to, to, to act and fake confidence, Right? I mean, think about the very first job that you ever had. Were you confident then? I'm sure that you had your education. I'm sure you had a little bit of training, but I'm sure you showed up and you weren't feeling very confident, but you got some confidence after you made it through some tough times. And it's the same way with kids, except now imagine if you place that child in a group where they're constantly getting beat and they never make it through the tough times because they're constantly losing. What do you think is going to happen when they show up onto an actual match court in tournament time. The only thing that they're going to know how to do is lose. That's the only feeling that they will have experienced, the feeling of losing. And yes, it very much is a feeling. So is the feeling of winning as well. We have a ruling, we have a saying. It's it's I'm not going to say this is something that some Harvard scientists have produced, uh, but there is a 70% rule. Ideally, a player should be winning 70% of the time in practice and 70% of the time out in, in, uh, in tournaments. 
And if your player's not at that point or at that level, they're probably playing up. They're probably playing at a level where they really don't belong, and that's okay. You see, and this is where the ego comes in. A lot of you know players and parents, they can't accept that. They can't accept the fact that they're not playing at a higher level because they want it so bad. And trust me, who, who doesn't want to be at, at a higher level, right? Everybody wants to be at a higher level, but if you're not there, you're just not there. And so what happens is the parents blame the situation. They say, oh, you know what? The reason why they're not doing well is because you've placed them on a weaker court. They're not getting a good enough practice. So therefore, that is why they're not winning. No, no. So let's forget, if, let's forget the fact that, you know what? They haven't done all they need to do off the tennis court. They haven't done extra physical conditioning. They haven't done extra videotape watching of, their, of themselves playing matches. Let's forget, you know, that they haven't done any of that. No, no, no. The reason why they're losing is because a coach just didn't place them on a higher level court. And, and they take that as an excuse. They use it as a scapegoat. And they'll say, we're going to go somewhere else. We're going to go find other players at a higher level. Oh, it was a really great group over there. Bunch of high level players. Blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. But what does that do for your confidence? Congratulations, you're playing with better players. Are you beating them? Because if you're not, what do you think is going to happen when you go to a tournament? You're going to lose to these guys. The same people that you're, you're, you're allegedly supposed to be getting a better practice out of, congratulations, they know how you play. And they know, every, every, they know your weakness. They know you inside and out. You think that playing against a higher-level player, you show up at a tournament, suddenly they're going to say, oh, so-and-so. We practice together. Now I'm afraid of you? No way. No way. Listen, I, when I was training at, training at my country club, we literally had the number one tennis player in the 16 and unders and the 18 and unders. For, and, and, and I'm not talking about Southern California. I'm talking about in the nation. He was the number one player. We had the same coach. If you think I practiced with him every single day, and if you think that I practiced with him all the time during clinics, or if you think that that was the reason why we had the same coach, you are gravely mistaken. We had the same coach because I shared the same ideology and philosophy as that coach. And I thought that he would help me out the most. Every once in a while, I got to hit with that number one player, but certainly didn't practice with him all the time. And, and you know what? That number one player, he didn't practice with, with, with other number one players. Why? Because he's the number one player. Who else is he going to practice with? Okay, so you maybe you're thinking, well, Josh, you know what? I bet you he went to go practice with some college players. Yeah, you know, they're higher level, right? He probably went to go go practice with the college player. Well, then let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. What about the college player? Clearly, he's practicing down on his level. Where does the, where does this end? The good players, the great players, they understand that practice is about self development and holding yourself accountable. And I'm going to share a story with you. The number one player from Harvard, while I was there, he was also my doubles partner, he would practice with anybody all the way down the lineup from number one, sing, from, sorry, from number two singles all the way down to somebody who didn't even start on, start on our team. It didn't matter to him. What mattered was whether or not you can get the ball back over the net. And he looked at me and he said, Josh, as long as he can get it to my forehand, 
What do I care? I plan on working on my forehand today. And I got to say, that stuck with me. That really stuck with me because it was a testament to his character. It was a testament to his work ethic. It was a testament to his understanding of what development and self-improvement actually meant. And so before, before you start saying, oh, well, we're going to just practice with some other players. It's getting stale. You know, they, my kid keeps practicing with the same people over and over again. Okay. You can say all of that, but don't think for a second that it's actually the better your child. Okay. You can you just be honest. You can be honest and say, you know what? We just wanted to try something a little, little, fr- we just, we just wanted to see what else was out there. Right. Let's just be honest. We just wanted to see what else was out there. And it's not a great reason, but at least it's a, it's an honest reason. Right. And more importantly, parents start focusing on teaching your child and your player the right values, right? This isn't, this is, this is, this is a journey. This is a developmental process. Okay. This isn't later on in life as an adult where you're trying to network your way into something. And so you have to surround yourself with the right people. This isn't that this is a sport that demands someone's full attention from whenever they started playing until they stop. Right. And for some people that's from age five, all the way to age 35, it could be 30, it could be a 30 year journey. Who knows? But it demands your attention. It demands discipline. And it, it absolutely demands, it demands accountability. So again, the next time you think to yourself, and I'm also, again, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm also addressing this to players as well. Right. The next time you think that you're not winning because the people you practice with aren't good enough, maybe take a look at yourself first before you start blaming who you're practicing with. Maybe take a look at how you're preparing yourself. Maybe take a look at how you are recovering after your matches. What's your process like? And if you evaluate that, I'm willing to bet that you're going to find something that isn't up to standard. And that's the reason, actual reason why you're not succeeding. And it definitely helps that the parents are on board with this as well. Because, I, again, I'm telling you as coaches, we only get a very small percentage of a player's time per week. The rest of the time, they are with their families. The rest of the time, they are with their friends or with their teachers or with their classmates. But on a week-to-week basis, we get the, we get the small slice of that pie in terms of time. And we do our best to teach them the techniques. And we do our best to teach them the mental side of how to strategize and attack and approach approach the game. We do our best on that. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode of Hit the Core Breaking Point. My name is Josh. I'll catch you on the next one.